This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. This episode is also brought to you by myself. If you haven't already heard, I've been working on a passion project called Cardfolio. It's going to be an app that'll let you scan your cards onto your phone and add them to your virtual binder. Your virtual binder allows you to keep track of not only what you own, but you'll also be able to keep track of what you need. Are you chasing a shadowless master set? If so, Cardfolio will be able to help you keep track of your progress towards your goal so that it makes it easier to achieve it. Cardfolio doesn't just catalog your collection and manage your collecting goals, it will also allow you to see your collection like an actual investment portfolio. This means you'll be able to see how much your collection is worth, how that value has changed over time, and how your collection value breaks down by item type. For example, how much do you have in raw cards versus slab cards versus sealed items? If all of this sounds like an app you would like to download, then join my early access waiting list. I'll keep you updated with app progress, mockups, and when it's available, early beta access. So it'll be fun and it'll be great. The link for the early access waiting list will be in the description below. So go ahead and sign up if that's something that you're interested in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to season three of the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we apply financial and investing principles to our favorite hobby collectibles like Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, comic books, Fortnite cards, you name it, we talk about it all. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host, Jess. So let's get started with collecting things that we love like damn adults. Here's today's episode. such a big possible flip that i'm like i kind of have to do it and once i saw one i'm like ah oh, man now it's time it's just gonna you know it might be a waterfall process yeah know? yeah that's kind of scary to think about it's exciting to think about too you know but like i said i um i have experience doing auctioning you know i've done uh used book auctions for 15 years professionally and uh with my place of business and um i've auctioned some weird shit off in those you know i had um one time i had the the name the nameplate for the side of a passenger car uh i had two of them from two different passenger cars uh i sold them for six thousand five hundred and for seven thousand dollars wow and one of the guys who bought one when he got it he was like well this just looks like you painted the name on a piece of metal and i was like that's what they did <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's what the photos are of yes it is that's how they did it you know uh -huh. and it's just like you know um but uh one of the coolest collection pieces i ever had was when i was a little kid 
uh, my dad used to own like an art gallery. And so he would drag me and my brother around to art shows. And we're like, this is so boring. Oh my yeah. God. I just want to go play Mario. <laughs> and, um, and we were at this art show and they had a transformer, a framed picture of a transformer. And we were like, buy that. First. Right. He's like, it's a hundred dollars. He's like, I'm not going to buy you that hundred dollars. A lot of money to my dad, you know? Uh-huh. And so we just, bothered the shit out of him the whole time you know and so finally he was like all right fine mm-hmm. when he got it this thing we were probably five years old six years old at the time this thing we came back home with it floated around lay on the floor next to the video game system we might put it up in a wall we just shove it in a corner you know <laughs> and fast forward uh you know like about you know 15 years i'm hanging out with my buddy who happens to be a huge transformers collector he's um basically bought the entire action figure line and sold it twice because wow. you know he moved in with a lady who didn't like it and he sold them and then he broke up with her and he bought everything again and then he went through different you know what i mean he's he goes through his phases so he's uh-huh. he knows his transformer stuff and so i was telling him this story about this i was describing it to him and telling him what it looked like and he's looking at me and goes it's like, that's worth $10,000. And I'm like, dude, you're so full of shit. And I was like, dude, I don't even want to hear you. You know, because like at the time I was living with my folks and my, for various reasons, we were in a rough spot, you know? And so I was like, I'm leaving. And I drove home and I wildly tearing through the garage. And I'm like, holy shit, do we still have this? It's got, I find it. And it's all dusty and it, but it was framed beautifully. It's protected. It's in good shape. And I confirm it is what it is. It's an animation cell of Unicron from the Transformers movie. And so several factors go into this. The uh, All of the Transformers animation cells were stored in a warehouse, apparently. And there was like a fire alarm or something, and it flooded, and it destroyed all of them. Like 90, 95% wow. of all Transformers animation cells from the movie and the TV show are gone. They're just gone. <laughs> and... Um, and so they're pretty rare and animation cells are rare enough as it is. And yeah. I just only... saw like uh, uh, my little toaster animation yeah. cells go up on heritage. Yeah. I think it's very crazy. cool. Very cool. Yeah. So this one, sorry, the cells are based, basically the value is tied to the size of the cell and what it's doing. And so this was a full body pose of Unicron up arms, raised legs to head. Mm-hmm. Only two at that point that had ever been found a Unicron was like a three quarter close up of part of his face and like a chest shot, mm-hmm. like chest and head. And so we were like, I, we found it. We put up on eBay, put a reserve price of like 8,500 on him. Just like, I'm going to see what happens. You know, Dave said it's worth 10,000 bucks. This dude emails us and says, Hey, you let me make payments for six months. I'll give you $9,500 for it. And we're like, sold. And sure enough, he sent us a check like every month for six months. Really? And then okay. we sent him the, the animation cell. And I I don't know if there's been many more animation cells that have sold for that much on the Transformers market. But I'm pretty sure it's one of the bigger ones. That that worked out. That is insane. That was like, you know, like, oh, thank God, you know, that's like, uh, let's get the house fixed up. And, you know, <laughs> you got to do those. You got to do those things that, that honestly, that kind of reminds me a little bit of my um migrated series one promos because at the end of the day getting the cards getting them graded and they're all like nines and tens i probably want to say they cost me like 25 dollars a card at the end of the day right that's not bad 
not that's bad huge. at all. That's Especially huge. that's so that's such a good investment. Yeah, that's that. See, if you can get them at that price, that's when it's like it's good because mm-hmm. you know there's so much range. Yeah. Uh, when you're paying those top dollars, so it's tough downside. because you're betting on that growth. But yeah. if you can get in early, that's that is excellent. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I got my first promo set for fifty dollars uh, when it dropped. Uh, I think I was like on the third or fourth drop, and one of my friends in this trading group who I had helped out with a good trade hit me up and he said, "Hey, my Panini guy said they're going to do a drop this afternoon," and I was like. And so that's the only reason I got a promo set is because doing a good trade and helping somebody else out, I got a little bit of an inside heads up. Hell yeah. And Do you have any heads up on the Series 3? <laughs> I, the, I've heard uh, November 29th, and there's My also birthday. somebody else. That, nice, I'm 11-11. <laughs> nice um but uh there's somebody else that's saying january of 2022 oh so that but mm-hmm. you better believe i'm going to target on november 29th and i'm going to be popping in on my way to work and my way home waiting for that first mega pack like yeah i need some i need some mega boxes at msrp because i need to redeem yeah. myself see i've got i've got a couple guys in my area i've got one in this trading group that he made his wife drive him to every target in the state and um because we were both in colorado we were talking already and he's like hey what targets do you go to and i was like well i go to this one and i sometimes go to these and he's like all right i'll leave those to you and i was like <laughs> okay very, so I was like, well, you know, I'm, you know, thank you. But uh, so I've got like one store in particular that's like my uh, my sweet spot that I go to. And I check two others occasionally. Mm-hmm. But Series 2 was tough. I, I didn't, so tough. Didn't, I see didn't shit. get many on the shelf. Only got and, those blasters. And I'm not going to pay $100 for a box. I'm sorry. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm that kind of ground floor guy. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like paying secondary market prices. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, don't like I don't like. It. I'll do it <laughs> if I have to. Um, my comic book guy, uh, I ordered the connecting variant sets for House of X and Powers of X, the comic books when they released, mm-hmm. and it's such an amazing comic book. So, best comic book writer, Jonathan Hickman. Anything by him, you're you're good. You're gonna have a fun time reading it. Um, and the way that he's re envision the x-men for the modern like storytelling era is beautiful it's so intelligent and smart and creative and i just can't go on about such so awesome Mm -hmm. and they released house of x and powers of x six issues one right after the other and they did connecting variants for them and my comic guy didn't give me the first two sets i was like bro where's the connecting variant he was like huh I was like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> and I had to pay a hundred bucks, I think, for the first set, mm-hmm. and the second set was going for two hundred dollars because nobody ordered them, and I was just like, I'm not paying two hundred for it, and so I yeah. sat around and I waited, and I'm sitting there, I'm always, I'm looking, I'm like, damn it, I almost have a nice, I could do a whole video about all these connecting X Men covers, but I'm missing those two. Right, you know, I'm like, uh, so it's bothering me. And then I found a set on Mercari for like 50 bucks, and I was like, uh, I don't know Get if it. I feel good about buying off Mercari, but I've not had problems at that price. I'm gonna it? take the risk, and yeah. it came out great. 
That's yeah, awesome. That's good. awesome. I was going to say, I was like, all right, that worked, you know. Mayor Carson, if, if, if it's a picture of the item and I see it, sure, you know, you know I know what I'm Give it a for. shot. Yeah. You got to yeah. be careful. Some of them uh, hate Marvel's doing these ultimate, uh, they're doing facsimile comics now. They did an ultimate Fallout number four facsimile. And then like my, my beautiful connecting cover that's worth gajillions of dollars. They did a facsimile of that. It was like a one in 50 as a store variant. And people are like selling them for hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, it's cool that you have the knockoff, you know, but it's not the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not the real thing. But, but I mean, yeah. There were some people were selling them as the real thing, though. And I feel bad for those people who are paying. They were like, oh, that's a great deal on that. I'll pay the five. And it's like, dude, that's that's, that's not that's it. When you have to, that's when you have to ask those questions. Like, why? You know, why is this going for that? Yeah. Like, you, you have to, to be really careful about it. One of the rules I learned long ago from my pops, man, is if it's too good to be true, it probably, probably is. Probably is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's absolutely. a good one. That's a good one. I I completely I completely agree with you. And I mean, like Mercari in general, you can find some really good shit. Like, mm-hmm. like when it comes to Fortnite, especially, I've bought a few Fortnite things there, and I know that a few other people have as well. Yeah. I mean, even looking at it right now, you know, they've got some they've got some great great looking cards up. I mean, even some fat packs too. Actually, those are pretty. That's part of the hunt. Cool. You gotta you kind of gotta be active if you're like want it now and you just go in and you're going to buy the first thing you see well you're probably going to end up paying top dollar but if you hunt around you can definitely i think um i saw on one of your shows you were talking about the uh the world series uh the or the world cup um souvenir the, ticket yeah yeah, yeah and i was like oh, that was so cool looking i was like mm-hmm. man i really can't and what sold for me is it's it's the thick you know solid piece it's mm-hmm. not just like a paper one you know i like that and it's got the foiling which with you know we know for Fortnite people you know shiny shit helps you know if it <laughs> you know we kind of like the shiny stuff you know mm-hmm. um but i was able to find one on ebay where they did like a 3 day auction that ended on like a thursday morning at 7 a.m. or something and i got it for like very cheap how uh, much very re- i i paid uh, like 20 dollars with shipping wow that's pack. a really good price. it didn't have the coin uh, so I didn't have the little V buck coin and I was able to track one of those down for like, uh, like 40 bucks about, but, mm-hmm. um, but I was happy cause I, like I've seen some of the pins go for more than that and just the map itself too. And really what I really wanted was I wanted the ticket and I saw some people selling the ticket for up to 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so to get it for, you know, 20, it was, I thought it was an awesome deal. I was really happy with that. Yeah. That's a, that's a great deal. I want to yeah. say I paid like 40 ish yeah it's a part of it is so if you're doing your auctions you really gotta like kind of think about when you start your auction and when your auction ends and like uh, the best time to end an auction is at seven o'clock across the u.s at at uh, at sunday night that's when the most Mm -hmm. people are home and can bid chilling and and like if you're doing an auction it's in a weird time there's going to be people who forget or just can't get on and can't participate yeah there's been a few auctions where you know i was gonna wait to bid and if i had just bid i would have won probably because i forgot i was trying to get a connected set of um king arthur and the uh the knights of justice comic book 
mm-hmm. which I don't know if you remember. It was a cartoon in the 90s where it was like football players were transported back in time and turned into the Knights of the Round Table. Oh, that and, sounds familiar. And they did this goofy, weird tie-in comic. And it's like only three issues. And it's a connecting cover. So I'm like, oh, I kind of have to have that because I love the connecting covers. And mm-hmm. and I totally forgot about it. And then I looked and it sold for like 12 bucks. And the next cheapest copy is like $40. And I'm like, man, I really want it. But I don't really want to pay premium for it. You know, so I'm kind yeah. of still looking around. But you look around and everyone's got issue one or issue one and two. But no one has issue one, two, and three. And no one sells issue three by itself. Mm-hmm. you know yeah seriously. <laughs> seriously no but but you know collecting is so much fun and you know like what you were saying finding those hidden gems like did you have did you listen to a podcast about my kamala khan comic because i, I can don't tell think you i did story. no yeah please do so so i have um i don't know where she is she's not close enough for me to grab her but i have a 9.8 cgc uh kamala khan miss marvel issue one first printing right now is um, that the like uh, the marvel point one or is it was that vengeance i'm trying to uh, it was like a marvel point one or something I or is this her first ish solo series? this is the very first solo issue okay yeah. um because it's she's her... gonna be big so okay so to me i'm like okay first off i've never read any of this series yet and honestly i need to i need to get the digital version because obviously i have just a graded copy of it right so so i bought this because i'm like kamala khan like woman of color miss marvel i need to get this issue and so i got it for like i don't know 130 dollars right and then you know looking at it now i mean looking at it even a year ago or six months ago i mean even even then it but I bought it because I'm like, this is amazing. I didn't do much research. I didn't do nothing. I'm just like, I'm just getting it because this is awesome. And it just ended up doing really well. Like I, I know at one point there were only like two comics of this exact, like the first printing, you know, of this comic listed on eBay. And it was one dude wanted like $999 and another wanted um like 1500 and i'm like holy shit i didn't realize what i had which you know i'm really happy about um um, i think she's got a lot of really good potential mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of it's going to depend on what her show does yeah and um a lot of people um a lot of the naysayers will give her a hard time because of her power set or whatever which works great it's whatever you know if she's but they their way that they're reimagining it for the show is interesting i think Mm -hmm. they're kind of giving her kind of a more of a green lantern power effect oh that's cool so she's not doing mr fantastics like stretching or Mm -hmm. elongating but she's able to do like the same effect where she's punching or elongating but it's an energy blaster you know Mm -hmm. and so that'll be interesting because that's a definitely a departure from the comic and at the end of the day what matters is if the show is popular it's going to be big because if the show fails then you lose off some of that interest you know um but i think the show looks like it has good promise and i i think it could do really well um i think uh luna uh luna lunella uh from uh moon girl and devil dinosaur she like came out of that same like batch you know is another one to keep an eye on um 
I actually love uh, her comics. Uh, I, I I do like a lot of action figure variants. Have you ever seen any of those? No, um, I haven't. All right. So this guy in particular, Jonathan uh, Christopher Tyler, uh, kind of became famous for he would uh, do a comic book cover, but he makes it look like it's just an action figure in like a bubble pack. And huh. um, and so people are like, oh, cool. It's like collecting action figures and comics at the same time. I'm like looking to see if I have one sitting here, but um, they're super cool. Mm -hmm. And one of the coolest ones I've ever seen is the moon girl and devil dinosaur one he did for like issue number eight. It's actually a wraparound cover. So you have to fold it out, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but because they're all like made to look like little bubble wraps, but this one, it folds out and looks like a box on the toy shelf because it's the devil dinosaur and Luna. So it's like a big one. And so there's just, it's kind of a weird setup, but um I think that, uh, like with Ironheart too, people have speculated a lot on Ironheart. And I don't think that we're going to, Ironheart is not an original character as much as like Kamala Khan. And people say, well, she's not an original character. She's like a knockoff Miss Marvel. She is an original character. She's not doing the same power set, you know what I mean? Whereas like Ironheart is kind of doing the same Iron Man thing. And so it's, I actually think Kamala, uh, Kamala Khan has more potential than like Rari Williams overall. And I think Moon Girl has a lot of potential too, uh, out mm-hmm. of all those characters for sure. Oh, interesting. Um, so those are ones you're looking out for? Well, like my son, um, his little sister, um, you know, I've known her her entire life and uh, I always buy her comics and she loves A-Force and like I've always bought her comics, but she actually really, really likes A-Force, the all-female Avenger comics. Uh And so I brought, I think she has uh, the first print runs of both A-Force series, like all of, she has every A-Force book they've ever put out and she genuinely um, loves the characters. And to me, that's a good indicator if a female character is going to have success, if she resonates with, uh, with people, you know what I mean? And um, so we kind of got a little tease of that with Avengers Endgame when they did the scene where all the ladies came together, you know? Yeah. Um, but um, I think that uh, there's definitely like some potential because there has been talk of like an A-Force movie. And I, for one, would uh, I'm all for it because, like I said, I I know my my son's little sister would love to go see it. You know, she'd be all about it. I would too. I mean, those characters are all awesome, amazing characters. Yeah, that's like, that's <laughs> the thing with Marvel Man. The way that they're producing all of their stuff is really smart, and it's uh, really enjoyable to an open audience, to a wide audience. And at the end of the day, all that does is it brings people into the comics. Because, like, when I was a kid, man, I, I uh, you know, getting into the X-Men TV show and the cartoon and everything. And I'd uh, I'd go in and I'd, um, I'd look at all these comic books and the art was so much more mature and the storytelling was more, it was, it was more interesting to me. I'd much mm-hmm. rather sit down and read that, you know. And that's what got me into it. And so I, I, as far as I'm concerned, the more they do, the more people they get into the hobby, the better. Um, we saw with comic books had a hell of a time in the mid nineties where they almost died off, man, you know, and that's scary shit. You know, I don't want that. I don't want comics to die off, you know, and there's a lot of people out there now saying, Oh, comics, it's, you know, this and that. And at the end of the day, I think we're seeing comics change and adjust. Um, because to to the newer generations. Yeah. And well, and part of it too, is uh, some of that's going to be animation. Um, you know, some of the creators are not even going to bother, 
with uh, the phase of doing the drawing part right now because um, we're getting to the point with editing and video production and after and you know effects and everything that you really can do some pretty insane like uh, motion graphic stuff on your personal computer. Um, so when I was when I was 16 and going to school for multimedia communications and learning video editing and all this stuff, um, our teacher brought in a class of eighth graders. And they came in and they showed us their iMovie projects that they are all working on. And they left. And when they left, we were all sitting there going, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> they're, they're learning what we're learning. And they're six years younger than us. Mm-hmm. It was like a wake-up call for all of us. Like, holy shit. Like, you know, it's like Get in they're it. already going to take our jobs in a few years, you know. And it's like you really, there's just so much happening. You have to kind of just keep up with it and kind of get into your own little thing and um i saw somewhere too a long time ago where if you like if you read like one article a week on your industry or whatever you're in you know um after you're smarter than after two years you're more informed than 95 percent of the other people in your industry because things change so fast now yeah and it's yeah. Uh, you know i think that that can be applied to a lot of different types of knowledge and including collecting you know it's you know, things are always changing. What's hot right now is not going to be hot right in, in down the road. And when you're speculating too, every collection has waves, ups, downs, peaks, and valleys, all of them. And it's kind of like when you're looking at that long-term one, you want that big growth. You're kind of like, you're kind of on the hunt for uh, something that you have. You what has that long-term appeal where it could come back with that big wave again in the future? You know and uh, and I think 100% Fortnite's got it in spades. We'll see. Yeah. I'm think, ready for season yeah. three. I I think it's cool. So they kind of delayed the card release and pushed it back a little bit. And we're hearing it might be November 29th. Well, what's happening December 7th? New season, new chapter. Chapter series three, chapter three. Hmm. Hmm. If I was a brand marketing manager. That might make sense. You know what I mean? yeah it it ended up working out for them because they were behind and so yeah Mm. but i'm excited to see what they do and i think that you know this the move from season two to three is going to tell us a lot about what the potential long term is too if it's really if we actually see innovation and or we and we see interest return you know there's a lot of people that haven't been playing fortnite that are talking about checking it out you know and if they really do something that brings a lot of those people back that would be great for the collection and for the game and whatever else mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day i really i think um you know they i don't know how they did it how they talked brands into giving them like wholesale license to do whatever the hell they want with their characters it's amazing to me um uh you know um and i'm going off on a rant here again but so they did the marvel season Mm-hmm. Um, and as one of the promotions that they released, right, because uh, that, that started in September, right? And they released the new Square Enix Marvel game in, um, like, October that year, right? And as a promotion for that game, they were like, well, if you play the beta, uh, we're going to make you grind out eight hours of this horrible beta game. But if you do it, we're going to give you this cool Fortnite hulk smash pickaxe right Mm -hmm. and i'm like well that's pretty cool and they hadn't officially announced when it would go on sale 
sale if at all you know and so mm-hmm. i was like well i might do this so i grounded out i played that game eight hours i got down to the end i was like the combat was actually pretty cool the uniqueness between the different characters but it's not player versus player it's player versus enemy i don't ever want to play against the computer i don't care if like a computer is like you know programmed to be better than me then it's going to beat me every time and if it's not then i'm going to beat it every time and i'm like i have no interest at all in playing like a player versus enemy game Mm-hmm. and so by the end of the, this thing i got the unlock and i was like well it's kind of the game's okay the character mars all right the fighting is cool uh i don't have any interest in buying it for 60 dollars because i got i got the grind in and i'm like you know eh, it's all right but i it was and so i'm like I, I, i'm like i could get into it but I'm kind of in the middle of this Fortnite Marvel season and I'd rather get my Fortnite skins unlocked before they go out of the locker shop. They killed the Square Enix game by doing the promotion. You know, they like, I I think they did. I, I For me, I had no interest in going at Square. I was like, I'd much rather grind out my Fortnite Marvel skins mm-hmm. that you introduced me to by giving me this Fortnite free cosmetic and let me play the beta for eight hours. Oh my God, it's horrible. You know? <laughs> And I was like, by the time I was done with the beta, I was like, I just want to go back to Fortnite and unlock uh, Gold Groot, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, but I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy, though. Um, you know, and to be honest, I know so little about the game, <laughs> like from from an actual player perspective. But um, I mean, I think it'll be really interesting. So so what you're saying, you think chapter three is going to be like a real testament to like if it can really. I think that chapter three is going to go a long way to bringing. Uh, we'll, we'll see if it does, but I, I'm hopeful mm-hmm. that it'll bring people back that have kind of gotten bored with the cycle, you know. Yeah. I'm hoping that it's an opportunity for them as a company too to kind of like refresh their approach and be like, yeah, I, I feel like season one was always something different i never knew it was coming season or chapter two here has been a little bit more predictable and it's been all about the collabs you know and it's like it's fine i want to see more about the map i want the map to change i want new i want new game mechanics in there if you're bringing in collabs that's great i I love the collaborations i'll continue buying skins but for me i want to see new game mechanics i want to see new weapon items i want to see new ways to play and that's that's the thing i love about fortnite is generally speaking you can you can play as a builder you mm-hmm. can play as a shooter there's and so, many, so cool yeah. yeah there's different ways to do it uh-huh. and the more that they do to encourage that um you know my one friend likes to be a medic whatever game he plays he's like i'm the medic i'll carry med kids mm-hmm. so, that's so cool. fortnite he's like i'll carry shields i'll carry the meds i'm like all right cool that's fine with me let's go yeah and uh but you, you know they dropped the uh, the cars in there and that changed gameplay quite a bit you can run around you can just try and drive over people you know and mm-hmm. uh they just dropped the mechs in a couple days ago and a lot of people are sitting there like i hate the mechs it's so unfair and i'm just like man i love the mechs because <laughs> Um, you know, we figured out a long time ago, if you, if you know how to kill the mech, it's really easy. And if you right. don't know how, and if you're in the mech and you know how to fly it, you're going to kill a lot of people. And it's like, it's kind of just like, you know, for the people who are like saying, ah, it's too hard. Well, it's like, ah, you know, I get it, you know, but I like the variety. I don't want you to just balance it out to where it's the same thing for everybody. Every time 
I want there yeah. to be overpowered shit sometimes, you know, because sometimes it's hard. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to get the overpowered thing and just walk around and give people headaches. You know, that's kind of fun <laughs> sometimes, you know? Yeah. It reminds me of like the Banshee or having the tank or anything, you know, in Halo, Halo yeah. 2. Like that was the fun. Same thing. Yeah. yeah you, the solution is not to take it out of the game. You know what I mean? That's not how you balance it to make it fair. It's, it's like, no, no, no. You know, I get that some people don't like this aspect or anything, but that's, you know, and so with Fortnite, I just want to see them keep, I want new, I want them rotating stuff. One thing I've really missed the last couple seasons in game um, has been the LTMs. They kind of made this weird creative lobby to promote all these different creator maps and everything. And I don't yeah. want to have to learn new rules every time I go play the game. Mm. Uh, but I like having the different LTMs that are like solid gold or like one shot or, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like you get into some of these weird creative hubs and it's, you're not even really playing Fortnite anymore. You're, it's you just know, a completely it's, different game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that does remind me of those maps from Halo Combat Evolved where like you could go in and make your own shit and like it's an obstacle course i remember watching those videos where people were doing crazy shit with the uh war hogs oh, is that what they're called the, uh, yeah 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 no yeah um, they were doing crazy stuff cool my jumps. favorite thing about like halo 2 halo 2 mm -hmm. um because and when they brought reach and they introduced the jetpack and <laughs> that that changed the way that they built maps big mm -hmm. time and in halo 2 in particular but halo 3 as well they had weird shit in the maps where you could like find some weird spots and get into weird things. And my one buddy would got like bigger too. jump glitches and stuff. Yeah. I can never do that. Mm -hmm. But there's like uh, in particular Halo 2 has a map called Turf where it's like a little city block. It's just an L shape mm -hmm. and it's just a little city block. But we found this spot where you could climb up this little edge that was like that high above the this thing. You got into it. And if you crouch jump, you could get onto the, the roofs. And like, nice. we never ever saw anybody else doing it. And we played a long time. When they dropped the new ch collection, I found one other person like 20 years later that knew how to do it. And I was like, <gasps> I think I love you. You're like my new best friend. You, you know. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, when Halo started doing the jetpacks, they lost some of that because they're yeah. like, oh, well, you can just fly wherever. And it's like, that's true you know you you lost some of that you're like wait why is that stud that much longer than mm -hmm. all the other studs you're like can't you jump and you're like i'm on top of it <laughs> or like, that's so much fun yeah we had one kid we were playing with one time and he was like we showed him this and he was like dude that's cool he's like you want to see a trick and we we're like what and we were playing swat all the time because one shot and all that you know yeah and you have the battle rifle and the pistol and he's like take your battle rifle and shoot twice and hit the Y button to switch to your pistol. So we do it and you kill yourself. You, you, you literally shoot yourself. And usually when you kill yourself in Halo, you get the negative point. You lose a yeah. point for a suicide. Yeah. This didn't lose a point. It said you're killed by the founders. And so what we started doing, cause we were two or three years into Halo two at this point. And so we were already, we were just we're like, fuck it. We're going to be toxic. So we would go out and, and we would shoot somebody and we'd get one kill. And then we would just do this the rest of the match because they would see, oh, they died, they died, they died. And they'd be <laughs> like looking for us and they couldn't find us because every time we spawned, we'd just kill ourselves. And it would get to the end of the map, but because we weren't losing points, it would get to the end and it would say, oh, you won one kill, one to zero. 
and we would have 200 deaths but no negative points and it would confuse the fuck out of people and they would sit there and yell and scream and be like what are you doing you're cheating uh, you know because we should have been if we were just jumping off a cliff we'd be at negative 200 right and so it was just confusing because we would get two or three kills and then we would just sit there and die the whole time and it'd get to the end of the match and it's like oh you won three to zero and you had 200 deaths and people are like you know and so that was the coolest thing that we ever found in halo uh-huh. and it's not in any of the new versions unfortunately oh but it was no. just some random kid was like that's a good spot let me show you this we were like what is this <laughs> because too, if you were getting chased you could go into a corner and you could do it and you would die and it wouldn't give you the penalty and you'd respawn somewhere else yeah yeah what a cheat oh man i i remember i remember the the maps for halo 2 the one that i liked the most was when you're in the ship and you pretty much had to snipe like yep. the two different levels across that was my favorite one halo 2 uh, midship right yeah 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 I yeah i don't so, know something like i can't that. remember the names yeah but it, yeah, though they were so great i one of the reasons why i haven't gotten into fortnite back into Fortnite was because i have like an ego and i know that i will get creamed because back in the day i would play i didn't have an xbox so how i played halo is on computer so i only played combat evolved and i killed it like i was a sniper i either had a sniper or i had or i had a a a shotgun like and i i killed it in either one and and um so i really liked to play Halo Combat Evolved, I would kill people. But then, you know, coming into like playing Halo 2 at my friends, you know, it was hard to get used to the controller and I wasn't very good on the controller on the Xbox controller. And so I've been so far removed from it. I just feel like I would just completely suck. Nice. Uh, completely suck. <laughs> I feel you. Like, um, like I said, I haven't played Halo in so long because I've been mad at them. And um, like, I, I honestly, I got my nice little. Not even the new Halo computer. Infinite. Uh, so playable? my, I, I asked my son. I was like, "Hey, I heard you got the beta because he has an Xbox Series One or whatever." I was like, uh, "Maybe bring that over and we could play a few rounds." And he's like, "I don't know. You know, it's only at scheduled times." And I was like you're pissing me off son you know and, <laughs> and so of course they just opened the beta on pc and xbox and i i'm actually been playing it on xbox or i've been playing on pc, PC. with my controller yeah mm. um i kind of hated it at first and i was like oh it's so sluggish and slow and then i went in and i adjusted my controls and i'm liking it a lot better yeah it's really been making a difference for you yeah mm. um i've been finding that more and more with a lot of games like if you really fine-tune the controls to like your like experience playing it helps a lot and it's annoying but it does improve your gaming mm. do you have one of those esport type controllers where they have the extra buttons i do i uh it's cool they've got like uh they've got like uh it's got like magnets it's got a little spot in it come here cord mama you know but i've I pulled them all off right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, I, I could, I was like, I was, uh, I tried for a week to like make myself play on PC so I could like build better, you know? Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, Oh, this is horrible. And I can see why you could, I can see the potential of some of the building stuff, you know? And I was playing my one friend was like, dude, 
I keep getting killed. Can you please just pick up the fucking controller for a couple hours? Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I do though, then I'm like going backwards. And, and I finally was like, fuck it. I just, I went back to controller. I'm a controller kid. Yeah. Yeah. That, that That's awesome. <laughs> Honestly, when I see people build in Fortnite, it just blows my mind. It really does. They do it so quick. I can't process like. I've got some like basic ones down. I've, and I was telling my buddy, I was like, Hey, you know, you got to get your, uh, you can turn your look acceleration up differently for building versus like your, you know, regular like playing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I've been trying to get him to adjust his controls a little bit. Um, but I'm like a pretty, I'm like uh level one builder. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put some walls and stairs up real quick if you're shooting at me, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but don't ask me to edit anything. You know, ask oh. me to edit stairs is like, uh, that's not going to happen today. <laughs> It just seems it just seems like there's a huge learning curve for that, and just to see the ones that are really good at it. Well, I mean, I'll play to a point like, and we'll be playing a game. And lately, we've been doing good. We had a game. I was playing with Free Energy, who's uh, who follows both of us. I think mm, okay. he's the one who actually told me to check out your channel. Oh hell and, yeah! And um, we, we've been playing with him. We had like uh, five wins in a row one night, and we were just Dude, like we were on it. fire. We were just like shredding everybody. That's and then we were playing this one match, and all of a sudden, within like three seconds, this team wiped us out. And we were like, "What? What just happened?" And we we're like, "Everyone's just sitting there, like, hey, they're pretty good, man." <laughs> like, was it? Was it an actual team? Like, no. yeah, they came in and they just were just dead before you even know it. Just building, oh, and it's <laughs> dead, and you're just like, I don't even know what just happened to us, but like, those <laughs> guys so are funny. serious. That's, and that's so, crazy. like. Yeah, yeah. Fortnite. I like it better when the lobbies are pretty wild, and yeah, it's gonna be tough sometimes. Um, but I also like it. Um, I'd rather not have like a consistently hard lobby. I'd rather have a lobby that's sometimes totally out of control, and other times really easy, and somewhere in between. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because yeah. even when those lo- lobbies, they drop those guys who are like insane in there. Sometimes those guys get quit or they quit or they get killed right off the bat. And then you're left with a pretty good match where you can do good. You know, Mm -hmm. I've, I've been playing Fortnite long enough that I remember how hard it was to get a victory Royale in the first few seasons. Like it's legit. Like it was legitimately really hard. Some of those seasons, like, I think it was like season six or seven, me and my buddy, we got our win the last night. We were like, holy shit, because we were trying to get all the umbrellas, you know. We were like, mm-hmm. we're going to miss it. And some of those seasons were really, really, really outrageously hard. And others were so easy and soft. And the truth is, I really kind of hate the the bots. I don't want bots in the lobby. I just want to play against players. Yeah. And that would, that would be the number one thing. If we can see more real players in each lobby in Chapter 3, then I'll be really excited. I mean, yeah, I, I can definitely understand your point if that's your preference and that's what you want to play. Hell yeah. I mean, I remember right even before like Fortnite was a thing when they had that first initial version come out that looked all janky and weird. I remember my brother was showing me. He's like, dude, OK, so what you got to do is you fly in into a location and then it's all these people and then it's Battle Royale. And I'm like, Battle Royale, like the movie yeah Battle the book Royale. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. And, and then he's like yeah and you gotta you gotta like find the stuff but you gotta be careful because if not other people go there so you gotta you know watch out to not get killed and da 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 and you know the last person that that 
is standing they get the victory the victory royale or whatever you call it and and i remember when i would watch him kind of play that it looked really hard i'm i yeah. was very much intimidated but you know it, it's just i guess it's just one of those things they change up the game you know players become more in tune with the game it, i don't know I've been I've been that guy that walks bush to bush the entire oh, game. That's uh, my son used to hate it. He he would uh, he would be watching me, and I would always have like med kits, and I'd wait till the storm would start closing, and I would just walk inside in the storm because nobody's mm-hmm. looking for you in the storm. Huh. And I got all the meds, so I'm just walking and I'm hanging. And he'd be like, "You're making me really nervous." I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> like, got all my meds and everything. I'm right at the edge. I'm fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be driving in. And he's like, I fucking hate it. He's like, you're making, I feel like you're about to die. And, and so it's so funny to me because there are so many different types of players. And that's one of the cool things about Fortnite is it's so, it's so flexible as you can, you can, I'll be playing, I'll be walking around and you'll be walking and someone just pops out of a bush and shoots you. And you're like, how long was that asshole sitting there? A very long time. He was there for the <laughs> two circles, two or three circles, you know, you're like, yeah. God damn it. And but what are you you know it's like okay I've I've done it so I can't be that mad you know <laughs> right um, yeah I don't know I I, I like the variety it, it seemed you know something that people have told me before is that the like the gameplay that a person likes or you know how they play also kind of reflects their skin too which I thought was really interesting like people play differently based on the skin that they have. And I, and I, and that was just always really interesting because is it, is it like a personality that, that lends itself to a certain kind of gameplay and then lends itself to a certain kind of skin? I don't know. I just always thought that was interesting. And, and obviously I don't have any empirical data. So this is very much hearsay anecdotal, but I just always thought that was interesting. Like the meme players, like the meme skins, they just play differently than. Well, and you always have the sweats who are just like a default or they like the auras. Mm -hmm. It's like very basic and they like it because it's the clean. So and they're playing serious. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, uh, you know, I I like it because I feel like it, it's, you know, I like collecting action figures. I'm like, look how my cool toys. I'm going to pull this one out and play with this guy today. And, <laughs> you know, I like, I always try and get when I'm playing with my friends. I'm like, I know you have like 400 skins, dude. Like, put something different on, please, so I can wear something. I only know this because I did my locker showcase the other day. I currently have like 390 skins. So, Dude, that it's, is so It's a lot. That's a lot. And and how it's mostly from unlocking the the battle passes. From the battle passes. Okay, I was gonna ask. I don't know how much my lock. I have I have no idea. How much how much are the battle passes typically? Like when it comes to ten bucks? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like um there's been a couple seasons where like if you pay the higher amount to unlock stuff faster, you got a little something extra. Mm. Um season like four, I think it was. If you bought the entire battle pass day one, uh, you started getting XP instead of unlocking levels, right? Well, the only people who unlocked the tier 80 Omega skin that with the the final edit for him is his lights. The only people who unlocked it are the people who bought the entire battle pass on day one because they like nobody else even came close with enough experience to get those, you know? And so that's kind of a rare one um gold peely was kind of a pain in the ass for everybody you had to work your ass off to get. i don't have gold peely i was, I was like this is this is too much work this season i was like 
the, the, there's like maybe three things I've missed in the battle passes. One was Gold Peely because he's a goddamn pain in the ass, and that was a shitty season. And the way they did challenges was horrible. And it was like a really nasty grind. And sometimes it's way too easy. You know, this season, I think I finished my battle pass like a week ago, and we still have like five weeks left. And I'm like, what's left? You know? And yeah. so sometimes they miss the balance, and sometimes it's perfect. Um, they did one year a while ago it was like uh season nine or something it was the first time they did overtime challenges mm-hmm. and you had unlocked everything everything was complete you know there's like three days left in the season four days i think you know before the next season kicks off and they're like oh surprise here's like five challenges to unlock three new styles you have four days to do it and they're actually really hard challenges and it was like what and so those are kind of cool skins you know mm-hmm. and i so it's like it, i i like I don't mind that they make it challenging as long as they give us the opportunity to unlock it. You know, that's fine. Yeah. But uh, I hate it when they do something and they're like, they don't give you that opportunity to unlock it. They say, oh, the only, we're going to, you know, only give this person the chance to do it or we're only release in this region. It's like, uh, I like when they do tournaments better and stuff like that. Yeah. I I have unlocked a cosmetic in one of the tournaments. I got the, um, a wrap for uh some asian tournament it was like uh i was gonna ask if you played in any tournaments and if you won some cool stuff uh i only won the one item and you had to get like uh the top like 50 percentile or better finish like point wise oh it was a tournament that was limited to the um asian uh region so Uh when you logged in in fortnite you had to go to your region and change it to the asian pacific region and so i was not getting the best connection uh-huh. And I definitely uh, did that one by hanging out in Slurpy Swamp and fishing a lot, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, but uh, but I did get the uh, the rap, so I'll be. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's awesome. Are you going to do any tournaments in the future? Or are you going to? Um, I like doing the tournaments, and I play whenever I can. Uh, but it, a lot, oftentimes, my uh, my friends that I play with or my son are like, "I'm not doing a tournament." I'm like, "I hate oh. you guys, man." <laughs> and there's like a couple like Fortnite groups and stuff that uh you know i can partner up with and uh find people and i've done that mm-hmm. too i've been like hey fort I, i'm a, a member of a group called like Fortnite uh for 30 year olds and up and it's a very great group because it's all adults and we're not assholes to each other and it's like hey guys right. can you help and you know it's like perfect you know what i mean versus like the 13 year old kid that's yeah, off at like, you and cussing at oh you oh my god and man. it's just weird the things that were and and i'll say i i almost miss the open mic lobbies because sometimes because i do like uh, i've heard the most horrible things from children said to me you know but uh i also i'm not gonna like you know shut down i'll talk some smack if somebody's gonna run their mouth you know and and uh, i remember playing halo with my one friend and we were playing with this one guy. We were randomly partnered with him, and we were playing. And he just randomly he says something like, "He's like blah blah blah," you know. Oh, my girlfriend's a supermodel, and we were both like, "Seems like kind of a weird thing to mention while you're playing." Yeah. Early, right. And so I was like, "No one cares." I was like, "Hey, Ted." I was like, "My girlfriend's a supermodel too," and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, mine's a supermodel." <laughs> and this guy got so angry at us that we were like joking about it, and he was like, "No, I'm, I'm like trying to." And, by the end of the halo match we were all laughing hysterically and we ended up partnering up and like playing together the rest of the day or something like that and we were just mm-hmm. like we were in tears mm-hmm. and so you know 
there's there's uh, levels of toxicity but sometimes it can be a little fun too you know? yeah i'll admit to to getting down in the toxic zone once in a while here <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> that's awesome though um i love how much you play fortnite like you play so much for you play games in general and i think it's awesome and, and I'm, I'm a lifelong gamer you know i have been since i was a little kid man gosh like that that's awesome to me because it and it's so hard to have been a lifelong gamer starting out that early on because it was so looked down upon you know i mean even like yeah like so looked down upon part of this is my mom you know god bless her she passed away about a year ago unfortunately but um she uh she's the one who got me into reading and like fiction and everything you know mm -hmm. she always when we were little kids she was reading lord of the rings to us and stuff like that you know and um she like uh, she loved board games and so you know even my dad who had much stricter like kind of upbringing was always like all oh, these damn video games she's like yeah. you know whatever you know yeah if we were like well i'm you know it's helping us with our eye hand coordination she would be like <laughs> okay she's like you know sure you know and so <laughs> she was like kind of you know she she saw the some of the benefit of that and everything mm -hmm. you know so yeah but, and she uh, said it at least wasn't harmful per se yeah so well, and she was a she played cards. She she liked uh, like bridge and Rami and everything. And, uh, mm, that's so, awesome. Like I said, I've been playing. I've been I, I just love playing games. You know, I don't care what kind of game it is. Um, honestly, you know, like like I said, I love video games. But honestly, I think probably my all time favorite, like the the game that I think is just I when I win, uh, I really appreciate that win more than anything else is Magic Man. That's and, a tough win. Yeah, tough, magic tough is. Win. I love magic. It's it's just so it's always changing. It's you know, um, and you can think you're the smartest person in the world, and you've had your cool deck for like a few months, and you go out, and then the, for me, it was going down to the comic book shop, and I I built this beautiful deck. And I spent money buying cards, and I had sleeves, and I was like, I was playing with my friends, and they're like, we can't play this anymore. It's too mean, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm ready to go down go down to the local shop and play and this little kid like kicks my ass with his vampire deck in like three turns and i was like yes. oh, well it's best out of three right and he's like yeah and i'm like oh oh he just got lucky next round he beats me in three turns again and i'm like what the shit you know it made me reevaluate the entire way i i was making magic decks and made mm -hmm. me completely, like rethink it and i was like man and that's the cool thing is again it's every you know three months uh drops new cards in it and shit gets weird and you know every every year you lose half the cards and so you know it's like it keep it it's always it's just it's stimulating you have to like always be doing something i like that there's different formats like historic so you can keep your old decks keep playing them you know but mm -hmm. standards kind of where it's at like it's it's kind of cool i really do you play like any uh commander too uh i do yes yeah mm -hmm. i have um i uh partially too because like uh we had so many old cards and everything and they're like well we bring well, i brought my son and we're like we're here to play magic and they're like oh do you have a standard deck or commander I'm like no and they're like well get out of here and i'm like oh man so we okay. had to come back and uh you know i've been in the the community especially comic books man like you learn pretty quickly you got to be tolerant 
and because there's so many different types of people like dealing with comic books and at the end of the day a lot of people are uh, you you end up you find out there's a lot of weirdos out there but a lot of people are just weird period and nobody's trying to be mean or anything like this and um i think that you get it with any of the card communities too magic and pokemon you end up there's because sometimes people are weird man you know and it's it, it, but it doesn't like it's a game that it's really fun and it's challenging and it works for a lot of different ages and um you know it's uh at the end of the day it's an easy way for you to connect even if you're very different from somebody else you know it's something that's true you know and so like my experience with comic book shops and and when i say comic shops that was always my card shop uh was my comic shop i grew up like uh less than a mile from mile high comics that's dangerous and i I would ride my i'd ride my bike down there on the weekends Mm -hmm. and the the proprietor who's been my comic book guy for 30 years since i was a little kid he would like He'd let my brother and I would come in there and we would just annoy the shit out of him. We would just sit by the counter with our Star Trek CCG cards because no one played that shit. I totally have a season three box. Oh my um, God. I love I... the game. It was my favorite game growing up and no one would play it. And we would go down on Saturdays. We would ride our bike and we would sit up and we would set up our games on the counter and he would help customers. Mm-hmm. And in between customers, we would play star trek for hours and hours and i thought that was the coolest thing because you know from a business standpoint that's not the best model but at the end of the day it also made me a lifelong customer you know what i mean yeah and um and so we would go down there i i remember i'd always be like i'd get my allowance for my folks would be like oh i got a dollar fifty i call up the comic shop and big i know it's like 558 dave can my mom can drive me down there will you stay open five more minutes so i can buy a comic and he's like okay if you hurry up (laughs) And so, like, little things like that, though, like, I'm, like, I'm never going to buy a comic book from anywhere else if I can't get it from the, unless I can't get it from them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, but, in, in the, like, they always did after-school programs where uh, they had, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! Day, and that always, uh, I I thought Pokemon was big, man. I, I, I'd go in on a day when they're doing Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'd be like, my mind would be blown away. I'd be like, oh my God. Yu-Gi-Oh! is a whole... I tried playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was like, oh man, this is confusing. (laughs) Yeah, and and I've I've not gotten into it. Not that I think it's wrong or bad. Like, There's nothing wrong with Yu-Gi-Oh! But I know there's so many fucking sets and to figure out which ones to buy which ones are coming out when with you know which ones to grab yeah. it's a lot it's that's, a lot. that's what happened with me with pokemon i was playing pokemon for a really long time and one of the things that i really liked that pokemon cards did that none of the other ones are doing mm-hmm. is in every pack they give you a code card and you got a digital pack and a real pack and holy shit man like if magic did that i would buy a lot more magic mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but of course with magic arena i just earn cards all the time i barely have to ever buy any cards you know i need to i need to open an account i need to already start playing magic cause... arena the first month the tutorials are a pain in the ass to get through for the love of god work through them it's a hundred percent worth it because once you get into it and start playing and unlocking your cards it's it's the system is awesome uh the way it plays is really good and it's so much it... fun being able to play against other people is it just 
Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I've only played like two Magic games sure. in my life. So I still don't really know exactly how... I, I get the general gist of it, but I can't remember all the little details. So, But it plays the same in real life, right? Oh, it's yeah. the same rules. Absolutely. You know, you just might play different kinds of decks or they might have specific rules for deck building, yeah. right? Yeah, like... The format. It's actually, it's pretty universal. Like, um when when i i quit for many years and i was i was hanging out at the comic shop with a friend who we've been playing we watched like every episode of king of the hill or something and we were like dude i'm sick of playing video games mm. and he was like did you ever play magic and i was like yeah and we bought two of the booster packs uh the starter decks you know right mm -hmm. and yeah we went home and we opened them up and it gives you a pull out a little fold out that tells you what each area is called and where the cards uh, goes like a play bat yep kind of, yeah. and the important thing with magic is to learn just a couple of the phases and there's all sorts of things that can happen at this and that but if you learn the phases it's pretty basic and um the uh the cards usually tell you what they do like they've got all the rules on them you know mm -hmm. and what's cool about magic arena is it's actually a really good way to learn because it does work you through the tutorials and you get kind of the sense of how different they like they give you five decks and they make you play them uh in different ways so you get a oh, hang cool. of the mechanics uh -huh. and then that's when it's cool. all done they kind of let you go loose and you can build the deck any way you want uh add pieces pull pieces out whatever and um and it's just uh but it's it's always the same phase you you know you have your uh your end phase your beginning phase your in, and they got all the names and everything but i think the best way to learn magic honestly is get one of those little starter pack maps uh -huh. and they have the little cheat card and you can just put it right where it next to you and it says the different phases and then if you know that you're gonna be fine you know and uh it's uh the tutorial for magic the gathering arena is actually a really good way to learn too and it's cool because they reward you with free cards and stuff i'm here for it let's yeah. go you know yeah. free free digital cards um but yeah i, I really need to i, I really say if you ever want to do like we should do like uh, a stream sometime with like some magic gaming because yes! I, I love gaming with magic and like i don't know how that's technical setup would be but it can't be that hard um uh, we can figure i'm sure it out. between the two of us we can figure it out yeah because um, you can also do you can do player versus player but mm -hmm. there's also you know um, my buddy uh i i do another show uh star trek pros and cons and he just had a little baby so oh. i'm like i've been a dad for 18 years he's a new dad so i'm just i'm like letting him get used to it because it, it's a big change mm -hmm. and so uh but uh he does a, a channel called everything has history so he does like oh. little like history videos and stuff like that uh he's another guy i i know him because uh, we worked at the we've worked at museums together and mm -hmm. became good friends and so he's another museum person and so he does everything as history and we do a, a channel together called pros and cons which is a star trek and it's lately it's just evolved in us playing magic and yelling at each other um but uh at the end of the day uh i would absolutely it would be fun to do we've been talking about doing like uh deck building like workshops like taking a deck and you play it a few times and see what's working and what's not working and then you maybe try and make some adjustments um rather than just player versus player heads up there's actually a lot you can do with like magic content that would be cool so i'm up for any of that I, you know, I would be, and I've been starting to watch a little bit of those uh, YouTube videos that talk about 
um like drafts uh when you play drafts for like the new sets that are coming out and so i watched a few for crimson vow just to kind of you know get a little bit more familiar with the cards and you know if they want to talk about mechanics that's cool that's really interesting but um yeah which crimson vow like i usually like i just get the new cards as i get packs and i kind of wait until i get a card that i'm like oh like ooh, ooh. this is interesting yeah i like kind of wait until when i whenever i find a card i'm like oh oh that's kind of fucked up or oh man that's like mechanic wise not okay yeah yeah like something that i'm just like "Mm, you know i think you can abuse this or it might be kind of fun and once you get in and you i pick a card and i kind of start building it out from there and pick different pieces you know Mm -hmm. um I you know you mentioned like uh, are you talking mechanics so the art too like when I was a kid man um and I would bring these packs I'd be like can I have some magic cards and my my dad would be like what's this fucking sacrifice card where you just got a demon stabbing somebody in the heart you know like uh-huh. like oh my god what are you buying like no no it's cool man it's just a card game it's all right it's, it's okay. okay don't worry about it I'm, it's not turning me into a satanist and, but what about this card that says like pure evil and it's got an upside down pentagram on it and shit and you're like I'm, i don't know i'm fine i'm not don't evil. worry about it we're not, uh, we're not you know yeah, yeah rituals but like... no like uh the different art i you know like magic for me has always been about gaming and i've like i i, I wish i collected a lot of my old stuff my one friend for years tried to sell his cards and he never could. And he finally like threw them out when he moved in with his like fiance. And then they blew up like the next couple of years where people were like, I'll pay you $25 for a basic land. And he was like, fuck man. Oh my he, God. He had everything from like, he had years worth of cards, you know, alpha and beta he, unlimited. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I traded all my cards years ago for, or, or they got shoved in a box somewhere and disappeared and, you know, and, like I said, uh, everyone I played with, we were all nerd shamed out of it. And yeah, like, that happens a lot. That great. happened with me and Pokemon. Great. If 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 you were like playing Magic, you were like, uh, you were don't talk to that kid. Don't interact. the same thing with anime too. I yeah. remember that, like completely uh, shamed out of those things, mm. which is horrible and stupid. It's really sad. I hate yeah. That. Yeah, I told my son, I was like, man, you're gonna, eventually when you're an adult, you get to a point where you realize like everyone else is an asshole and that you just need to ignore <laughs> them and do what you want to do. do what you want to do. Exactly. And it's actually kind of a cool moment because you're just like, well, fuck all this other shit, you know, like, you know, it, it's kind of when you can shed that, that's it's a pretty good moment. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I'm, I'm completely with you, which, you know, because we've been talking about magic, um, Crimson Vow has been really cool to open my only problem with it is is opening these cards out of, out of the pack like they're instantly like n- like light plate like the edges are stupid i see print lines like the print quality of these cards don't seem like it, it varies magic is known to like some of their sets they just dog shit print them and it's a shame you know and it really in, is because like the really art nice on this is too. insane yep. look this at is, that like come yeah. on you know respect the product yeah and they've done good printings too mm-hmm. um but uh, lately it's been you know uh yeah. i think part of that 
I, I think honestly, like um, locally, a lot of my opportunities to play magic in person have died. They're gone. They're, they're shut down. Uh, stores closed. Uh, social distancing rules for a year could put mm-hmm. the puts on a lot of it. And like magic is trying to do programs with like the local shops where if you play on arena, uh, they do Friday night magic. And if you get a couple wins, you're supposed to be able to take a picture and show that at your local store and get a, a reward card. Nice. But okay. a lot of places aren't participating. And mm-hmm. so it makes it you hard have to, to be like shop. you and you have to be like an official like Watsy. What is it like? You just have to have your play? like your regular arena account. Okay. And then when you beat the two wins, it gives you a little thing on your screen mm-hmm. and you just take a picture. And if you have an LCS locally or a local game shop that's participating, Watsy just sends them the packs every every month and they're supposed to just give them out to people when they come in and show them the picture. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to find any shops that are actually participating in the program, which right, sucks. Because they'd rather sell those cards. Yeah. yeah. And now for me with like the magic collecting, like um, I've, I've had some cool cards like foil feast and famine swords and stuff like that. Mm. And I've always just traded them into my shop because like it, he'll give me the, the value of the card basically in packs. And oh, so nice. I did that forever because I, I, again, I'm, I play, you know, I'm not, and my whole thing with magic collecting, again, the old stuff has its value locked in, you know, and it's there. A lot of the newer cards value is based on what's playing and it changes as the game rotates. It really does. And yeah. so like uh, collecting, it's really hard because as soon as it rotates out, that value might disappear. And, yeah. And that's tough. I hate, I kind of hate that, you know? And so I, I, I definitely play more magic more than I collect, but you mentioned, uh, secret drops are kind of doing this, this new numbered thing. And that's kind of interesting. Yeah. The serial, the serialized cards, the numbered cards. It's cool. I think it's cooler that they're in addition to putting them around, they're flipping them too, which gives it a little bit more than just having the number stamped on it. You know what I mean? It gives it a little more. And it looks like, it sounds like it's just going to be the same card and a hundred of them numbered mm-hmm. and um that's gonna be some pretty chase big chase cards they're low like run i'm fine with it i i mm-hmm. think it, any it, because that gives that does give you that limited collectability for the current sets which big big collectors might want to chase mm-hmm. and it's not something i'm gonna chase i'm not gonna pay me the price of one of those ones you know but mm-hmm. holy shit, if I can pull a numbered uh, Fortnite secret layer card, oh man, that gets me excited. I'm that I've just doubled my order of secret layer Fortnite sets. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you absolutely. I, you know what? Honestly, I actually didn't even consider that, but you're completely right. Like, That's the first thing you told me. I was like, number. I'm well, like, God. it was like, are they going to do it for Fortnite? You know. Well, you know, I, I didn't even I didn't even think to be like, oh my god, that if they did that with Fortnite, if they did that with obviously certain skins, like, oh my god, holy shit! They could, here's the thing: they could do it with. It, it, there's so much they could do with the cards that they're yeah. not doing, and I want, I hope, yes, I kind of have a little trust in Panini because they are kind of knowing what they're doing, you know. But I also feel like they're kind of not treating it like a real license. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everything I get when I sign up on the Panini newsletter is basketball, basketball, Fortnite. But yeah. and if I never see Fortnite. I'm like, I don't think they really value it for where it is. And I really like it to see. So. I'm yeah. really curious to see with Series 3 what happens. Because, like, uh, I do have, like, 
in this trading card group, they're guys that they, they say they've got insider friends and they usually have really good info and stuff. And it's oh, like, really? and they say that Panini's listening and I, you know, so I'm, I really am excited for series three. I want to see what they do in it. Um, I mean, they better be listening considering the fact that they're not going to be printing NFL, NBA, MLB cards yeah. with licenses after next year right something right. like that something like, like they that. only have yeah. they, they only have access to the players so yeah. i mean yeah but and i mean considering the fact that how like it's grown literally with no help from panini it's oh, yeah. just in the community taking it and running with it can you imagine if they put like a little bit of like a Right, if they they're like uh, like if we start seeing Fortnite card packs regularly on Walmart shelves, like yeah. it was just they were there and it was a regular thing, and it, all the only thing that changed with was whatever series it was that they became like that kind of common. That would be really great. I'd yeah. be all for it. Yeah. Um. So I really I I do I want to see like the the Panini cards grow because I actually really like them. I I like collecting cards. I always have, mm-hmm. and. There are definitely some cards are junky and others are cool. And I really like the Panini ones. The The base one, the uh, the first hundred card sets with the loading screens are kind of junk. But they didn't know there what to so do. So many loading screens, too. <laughs> yeah, they, they, didn't, they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like, honestly, if I were them, I, I think uh, I'd like to see like for the quote base, the lower cards. You know, for Series 2, they just got rid of them and just did skins. Mm-hmm. And it seems yeah. like with series three, they're bringing it back because we're getting the bigger 300 some card set, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I would like to see him do almost like a connecting cover type thing where, you know, uh, you get nine, com- you know, nine cards that you can put in the book and they make one picture like the, uh, the old Marvel sets and Marvel's been doing that with some comics lately, which I, I, I I'm a dork. I love that. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I'm I'm absolutely with you. I think they could be doing so much more with the cards, and they're not. Hopefully, like series three, it, it does seem like they're going to be doing more, which is great. We get these Ice Age cards or the Ice series cards. Yeah. That'll be interesting. We're going to see some reprints. That'll be interesting because they're not going to look exactly the same. They're going to be in different poses, maybe different versions of a sure. skin. You know that that'll be really interesting and you and i mean there is going to be a point where they will be numbered there will be numbered cards like no doubt um, this yeah is yeah so um did you ever follow any of like the reloaded series yeah uh you know that's one series that i haven't bought yet and i really need to it's just that there's so many other things to buy i haven't bought it either yeah yeah it's on my list of i'd like to own it because i think that down the road people are going to look back and kind of see it's kind of unique because everyone's like oh is that fortnite series one u.s or italy or brazil or whatever and um the only set though that was only released in one region is reloaded and reloaded is kind of weird because it does recycle that was some in of the cards, Europe. but it uses yeah. also you have like the gold version of the ice king and I think uh, Reloaded and, was and, kind and of. And then there's there's also like the Renegade Raider, and there yeah. was also uh, other skin variations. Anyways, yeah. sorry. No, no, and a hundred percent. It's like um, they uh, it was almost, I feel like it's almost like a test bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did the motion cards. They did yeah. some hollows. They did, they and so I totally picked up a, a couple. Drift. Yeah, I yeah. picked up like a few when I didn't know if I was going to be able to get a series two promo set. I picked up um, a Dante, you know, 
You got um, to. I like the glow in the dark cards are actually really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think long term reloaded might be a set that ultimately ends up getting actually becoming kind of like sought after because it's kind of different and unique. And especially the fact that a lot of the cards They're went through experimenting too. Yeah. And they went through print hell. So a lot of stuff was uh damaged. Um oh, one of my coworkers, we were having a baby shower for him today and just popped up and said he's at the hospital having his baby now. So oh, my plans are different for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations but, to your friend. So no, so I think reloaded has some cool potential, and I think it's exactly I think they're experimenting with some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I got uh, one of the cards I picked up was for Very Sneaky, which is like an emote um, from mm-hmm. Halloween a few years back. Yeah. And my buddy who games with it, he bought it. He never runs it. And I'm like, dude, that's the best emote. I want it. I missed it. And they're never going to bring it back. And so I, at least I have the motion card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's really nice. I mean, those those are really fun. And hopefully they, you know, in these next sets, I hope, like, I don't know. I want to say it's like a three-year contract that they had with... Fortnite, first off, A, I hope it gets extended. I hope they get another one, and I hope they continue to do it. And so I hope that with these next series that they're planning to put interesting things in in these cards see see but but what I don't want them to do is I don't want them to go too crazy on like the special card treatments because then there'd be too much and then it's like okay it's overwhelming overwhelming you've got to have that that threshold where it's inviting to the new person yes 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 you know where it's not too intimidating you know because you don't want it to turn into comics where like what you're saying like you know the a variant b variant c variant then a a b b c c you know i don't think you want that but um there's just so many things that they can do and and i hold they kind of keep it fresh as well right. and that's one of the risks with like doing a low one numbered one one of 100 type card mm-hmm. is because uh, some people can feel excluded out of the market um mm-hmm. and i think that you know a balance point in there is maybe do that but increase the number of ones that you do it so that more people have the opportunity to get one of them you know mm-hmm. Because yeah. that can kind of satisfy that if it's rare, but it's still possible to obtain some, you know. Mm-hmm. But man, Fortnite people are pretty kind of like they're they're pretty hardcore completionists, so you know. Oh my god, totally. We're we're absolutely. I'm I'm chasing a series one, um, hollow foil completion because I cannot nice. afford a crystal shard <laughs> completion. And I mean, I've got yeah. probably the most expensive card in the set, which is the Black Knight. Yep. presumably so i think yeah, i think, I think that's that. gonna maintain its status for a long time uh the one hollow i kind of saved that because uh, i i like i said i use my hollows and my shards to power trade for any of my missing base sets you know and because mm-hmm. i was like i just want one of each card because i love fortnite and i want to have the whole set and i didn't realize they were going to go insane like some of them have you know and so i was like i, I i'm cool with not having the hollows i'm just the hollow I kept from series one, I was like, I'm not trading his drift, which I think is uh, an Such underrated a cool character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then from series two, I, I snagged the catalyst. So I have a nice drift catalyst set side by side in there. And I saved like the links. Catalyst the is chrome. big in the story. Yeah. Yeah. And they were kind of teased with the crew pack that the Fox clan was coming back and then they never really did anything with mm. it. And I think that we will see drift come back and do some more. Mm-hmm. So. 
that that'll be really cool. I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to get myself more familiar with the storyline, yeah. and also you know consider that when I'm buying and looking at stuff. Um, you know, especially for these new skins that are coming out, we don't have any checklists. So once they come out immediately, the first thing I'm going to try and do is figure out what the fuck cards to buy. And so and, that and that trading card group I'm in, that's the first thing we do is we're all sitting there. We're emailing each other. What's the highest number of this? Re- you know, what's the, and we're trying to piece it out and figure out how it works. And that's, that's actually a lot of the fun of a new card set is figuring out like all the new stuff, you know, mm-hmm. it's, Mm-hmm. everything yeah. when you're opening up a new set every card is fresh and you're not like i get these fucking commons out of here i want the good stuff you know you i know like, every I know. card is new yeah 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 for real for real so but um crap anyways we've been going on for like know, two and a half so, hours yeah. i knew this was gonna happen and that's completely okay <laughs> i just i just knew it i had a feeling like we were just gonna talk forever we haven't even really anyways like, i know i'm sorry no it's totally very cool. good with your beautiful outline you know, oh no we oh, that, hit the that, point, that, but it was in it was we did like we took a, a twisty path yeah we did a thing and and i feel like literally we could have one session in itself just talking about magic one talking about fortnite one talking about comics one talking about star wars comics like we could do that just because i, say, I definitely we would just... like to do another one sometime and <laughs> I, in particular magic would be a lot of fun too so Ooh, yeah yeah we'll figure we... something out yeah, I'll I'll start doing some research to see how we can do that and pull it off. So we'll we'll see. Oh, yeah, how that goes, I was gonna but... say. Well, I've got some ideas too. So we'll, oh, we'll, okay, I, cool. Well, I would say we'll connect and figure something <laughs> out for sure. Absolutely. So I mean, I guess what we should do next is you need to let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, Aka bog dot com. Uh, you know, I uh, I actually tried to buy bog dot com. And the uh, the guy said, "Well, you know, that's like a three letter real word URL. I think it's worth at least a low six figure 20. offer." And I was like, oh, "Oh, six figures, you say? You would be lucky to get three figures from me, my friend." And so that's when I was like, "Bog, what am I going to do?" I was like, "Oh, aka Bog. I'm also known as Bog. So aka Bog dot com, uh, aka Bog on YouTube. If you actually type aka Bog on Google, it will find me everywhere." So. Mm-hmm awesome awesome cool thank you so much and and thank you i appreciate everyone in the stream i love the participation mason hit me up hit me up on instagram if you have one or if not i'll send you my email we can hit the email um one of the things um just as an fyi matt one of the yeah. things that he had mentioned is i don't know if you've seen his comment he is an lgs owner and they never actually told him about the promotions with those magic cards so that's really interesting i do have so many questions really? for you mason oh my hit God. me up Hit me up. That's why um, it's hard to find a shop that's doing it, I guess. You know, and Watsy, I, I put that on Watsy and their communications. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. So, but anyways, I, like I said again, thank you so much for being on, everyone. Matt, this was amazing. We're going to do this again. It's going to be awesome. So, have a good night, everyone. Take care. <laughs>